Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. Okay, so pleasure to have Julius uh, Maddox today on the Powercast. Absolute pleasure. We obviously met at Arnold's in the US. Um, obviously, I got to go and watch uh, you guys train at Westside Barbell. as an experience, and you're the number one ranked bench presser in the world currently, which is quite an impressive accolade. Appreciate it. So it's very, very impressive. The most interesting thing I found about you, found about you, Julius, when we first met, is how long have you actually been training for? Yeah, around roughly around five years. Which is a crazy amount of time. Um, to then build your strength up to the level you're at at the moment. So in terms of, I think you mentioned this to, to myself before, that in terms of in sheer strength, you're the, only the third person in history to bench press 700 pounds or more. Is that correct? Yes. Which is um, so, a pretty crazy accolade. Yeah, at times I still can't believe it myself, you know. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. Where, out of curiosity, so when you first started um, training, where... Where were you at strength level then when you first went into the gym? What, what were you starting at? I'm interested. Um, I mean, it's a long story. So uh, whenever I was, uh, I think it was about 2012, a little past 2012, I went into rehab for drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm an open book about it, you know, about my life. But uh, soon after, roughly around, you know, 2013, I started, you know, just taking around with the weights, lifting here and there. And, you know, I just found a love for it uh, over time. You know, I'd come home and start lifting weights. But, man, I started just like everybody else, you know. Uh, began with, you know, 135, working sets with 135, and then, you know, built up to 225, and then 315, then 405, then from 405 to 495. 495 to 585 and it just, you know, I just kept, I just kept growing. I kept getting stronger and I, you know, and keep in mind, like I'm in, I'm in a, a rehab, uh, so for drugs and alcohol. happened whilst you were in rehab. Oh yeah. So like I had been in, so I, like I said, I had been lifting weights, um, during that season while I was in rehab. Yeah. Uh, and that's like really in 2013 around that time. I didn't get serious until 2014, but um, that rehab was like an 18 month long program. So um, I was in there the whole time. So it's funny because all we had was, um, I worked out in a basement with a dirt floor um, at times that you had to wear your, boot, your boots down there because it was, you know, it would get muddy. Yeah. Um, Cause the, the houses are like, like older houses, like they're, you know, hundred plus years old. But we had a bench, we had steel weights, and you know, um, that's that's kind of that was my escape or my getaway whenever I was, you know, faced with dealing uh, with life and, and, and problems and responsibilities. You know, I think and, it's interesting. Me and obviously Mike, you met obviously who came over to um, Columbus with me. We did a podcast talking about mental health and talking about how fitness saved his life. Would you say that like? Weight training has had the same effect, obviously, on you. Then, obviously, taking you from rehab. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, at that point in time, I was at, you know, one of my most vulnerable points in life. You know, I, I never really knew who I really was. My identity had been mistaken for so long. You know, for, you know, someone who, you know, ran the streets and sold drugs and, you know, took uh, part in criminal activity. At that point, I didn't know who I was. So um, lifting weights was vital because, you know, I don't, I don't know if, you, if you've ever experienced with drugs or alcohol, but um, once you are recovering and you're off, you know, you go through this phase and there's a state of, uh, for me, um, depression. And I've dealt with depression really, really bad. And um, it, you know, I found that weights, um, lifting weights helped me kind of counteract my depression and deal with my problems. So like I said, that was my escape. And I found that, you know, whenever I would go lift weights, you know, I would feel better about myself physically, uh, mentally and spiritually. So, 
um, it, yes, it played a huge role um, in, in, in my recovery and, and my mental awareness um, overall, everything. What was the um, the trigger point that got you into the gym? Was it one person in particular who recommended you for it, or? Yeah, so yeah, it was a it was a couple people. So I had a friend that was in the same rehab that I was at. Yeah, um, and it's it's basically like a Christ centered recovery program. It's a discipleship program. So um, everybody there, not not many people are there lifting weights, but there was a guy in particular that um, I knew from my former life, and um, be you know, like I said, we get off work and we go to the basement and work out. But uh, as there was, I remember at one point I looked up and. You know, we're, we're searching for more weights to put on the bar. And, and again, at that point, we had every single weight on the bar that was in the basement. <laughs> and, and I repped it out for like three or four reps. And we, we did, it's so crazy. I didn't even know what I was doing, to be honest. That I didn't even know how much weight was even on the bar. You know, we really wasn't. Just lifted it. Point, yeah, we, I just lifted it. We just stopped adding the weight. We just stopped counting. We're just like, all right, throw two fives on there. Throw, you know, and, and it ended up being 505. Yeah. And one of the counselors that, that were there at the time um, was like, do you realize nobody is lifting that type of weight, you know, uh, and you don't even have any programming, you don't have any form there, you know, <laughs> and you're working out in a basement. And that's before, like, I didn't realize how big, uh, uh, how big of a role that accessories play in your programming, you know? Yeah. So I just did like, you know, bench press and then I do like some skull crushers and, maybe some shrugs or something like that, you know, and that's what I did every single day. I did that every single day for like four months straight, five months straight. And in terms of like in, in that period, were you training anything else? Or was it literally just doing bench press and tricep sort of stuff or was it? Yeah. I mean, that was it. Uh, every now and then, like we would all gather together on the on, on Saturdays and uh, we would all just like, you know, I, tr- I attempted to run a mile, but as I continued doing it, I got better and I f- finally got up to the point to where, you know, I could run two miles without stopping. And in between those, we would do, you know, 100, 100 setups, 100 pushups. So I was doing a little bit of everything, but I really, uh, at that point, I really didn't know um, where my place was as far as in the powerlifting world. I didn't even know anything about powerlifting at all. So I was just like, I like to lift heavy weights and, you know, it makes me feel better. And I just, I love it, you know. You're obviously gifted for it as well. Like genetically, obviously you're just built to be strong, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a bigger guy um, through high school. uh, And even, you know, after high school, uh, I've just always been, you know, my weight, you know, usually fluctuated between 300 and 320 throughout high school and after high school. But once I got, you know, to rehab and, 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 you know, started, you know, getting growing spiritually, physically and mentally, like, I mean, I just shot up, you know, and, and where I, where I was at, you know, you eat, you know, you play, but you go to work and do those things. But, um, I just, I blew up, you know, I guess just from, uh, being abstinent from drugs, um, you know, it just, I blew up, you know, so now I'm roughly, I'm sitting, I'm sitting around, uh, 440 right now. A lean, mean 440. I wouldn't say lean, I'd say <laughs> lean 440. Yeah, but, uh. I still yeah, remember I mean, to this day though, me, me and Mike next to you guys in the powerhouse gym in Columbus, I felt like, we felt like children because like the, <laughs> like 200 pounds on me it's this madness yeah I mean that's the crazy thing like thinking about it at the end of the day I would much rather be you know smaller and fit uh, pretty cut up than you know running around massive and strong and it's vice versa you know some guys would rather be you know huge and jacked and just you know than, than, than to be you know smaller or whatever so human nature you always want what you don't have if that makes sense yes um, yes i don't know human nature if even if you if you had a million pounds you'd want two million pounds you always want more or you want something else uh so it's difficult sometimes to be content to have what you have yeah i agree i agree so i mean at some point like i am gonna you know cut weight what's and, um, um what, what's your long-term goal with the powerlifting then 
Uh, well, you mind what you're trying, where, where you're trying to get to? Yeah, I'm in my long-term goal right now. I wanted to get up to about a 775 bench. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm really intrigued by uh, Strongman. Yeah. So I want to cut about 100 pounds. Uh, Got to go on this, like, you know, weight loss journey and, and you know, start training for uh, Strongman also. What what are your other lifts looking like? Deadlifts, squats, because if you're looking to go in Strongman, that other strength's obviously relative. Um, I think uh, squats. I want to have I want to have a thousand plus squat. Jesus. Yeah. So it's crazy because it all relates back to you know who I, what I did in my you know in my past is that I never at any at any point thought that I would ever you know be anybody or any or do anything great. Um, I was just lost in the world, you know, uh, and now that I'm achieving my goals and, and, um, I just, the, 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 the plans and the goals for me are just endless. I want to do a lot of stuff now that I see that once I set my mind to something, you know, I can do it, you know? So that's, that's the awesome thing. I feel like a little kid where somebody's (laughs) like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, I don't even know because I can, I realized that I can be whatever I want to become, you know? Yeah, it's all about having self-belief and confidence. I think that's the biggest thing I probably learned last year or two, is that I think so many people lack that confidence to go and try and achieve what they want to do, and they're too scared of other people's opinions sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, we, I deal with it still, and I'm sure you probably do on Instagram, you know? Yeah. Or on social media platforms, it's just... I get a lot of hate because of, uh, you know, what I do and how big I am. And, you know, I've called out a few people on their crap, you know, um, cause usually I'm the guy that kind of, I kind of, I don't even, I don't even pay attention to it. You know, I just let them run their mouth, but I've had a few guys that, are, that, that tell me that they're like, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm so negative and hateful is because, you know, I can't get to where you're at. Yeah, I can't do what you can do. And I think that's the reason why our, our world is in the position we're in now because we always covet and want what everybody else has. And, um, you know, not, and not even thinking about what we could have. We spend so much time focusing on what everybody else has instead of focusing on how can I get there or how can I better myself um, or how can I grow in that area. So, you know, my main thing is to it's part of one of my long-term goals is I want to inspire the world, you know, to reach their full potential. And what I mean by world, like everybody across the world, anybody I, I come into contact to, I want to inspire them and, 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 you know, encourage them to, you know, reach their full potential, and, and, you know, give it all they got day in and day out and, and, and become and embrace the new them, you know, if that makes sense or whatever. I don't know. Oh, I'm saying, I think that's, that's, the beauty now of social media is that you can have a voice that you can put out to anyone in the world. And obviously you're in the States at the moment, I'm in the UK and you, you can talk real time. You can speak to anyone in the world and contact anyone. Um, yeah. Scalability and the contact that like to have influence across a huge array of people from every corner of the globe, which is an awesome thing to be able to do to be honest with you. Um, yeah. What is it you do at the moment in terms of work wise? You work with, is it kids you work, help do some tough with kids? So uh, I actually became a program coordinator at the place that I went to. Uh, I went to that recovery program that I was talking about. Yeah, I ended up uh, becoming a coordinator here and, and, you know, giving back, helping people that was in the same position that I was in. Yeah. Uh, but also, um, I'm a character coach for one of the local high schools, yeah. football teams. Uh, um, you know, I teach. I go and I teach classes at the middle school just about consequences and yeah. um, just about, you know, uh, again, consequences of, of you know, um, of what will happen when you abuse those things in life and not and when you don't make the best decisions, you know. Uh, so that's just my thing. Like, I, I'm usually about, I'm in about 70 to 100 schools a year, I would say. And again, what you're saying about having an influence that gives you the opportunity to have a huge influence in the next generation, which must be incredible. Oh, definitely. So like everybody relates to being strong or strength, you know? So 
it doesn't matter who you are at some point uh, in your life, you know, whether fitness or just being overall strong, people, you know, they're, they're intrigued by it. And that kind of gets me into uh, places that uh, I wouldn't be able to get into because, uh, you know, in, in the States, I don't know how it works over there, but over here in the States, um, whenever you catch uh, drug charges, you're not, a, you know, that, that kind of cuts you out of a lot of different things, like going to schools and um, decent jobs and doing things like that. So uh, powerlifting has given me uh, the ability to be able to be in places that um, otherwise I would have never got an opportunity to go to, you know. So that's pretty cool. It's awesome you're giving back in that way. Awesome to see. So uh, all credit to you in that one, sir. But um, back to the world of lifting. So... Obviously, everyone will be fascinated, and Americans in particular, from the UK, it's a huge obsession. You obviously guys love the bench press. Yes. How do you currently set up your training diet? How, how What's your current like week's training look like, for example? So, uh, typically, the, the way my split is, is set up is I train uh, four days. Um, I'm, I have to complete four workouts yeah. out of seven days. But sometimes those those workouts um, or those days will extend to maybe 10 or 12 days, meaning yeah. um, as much volume as that, that's in my program um, and the amount of weight that I'm dealing with, uh, at times it might take me, you know, four to six days to fully heal up to be able to, you know, hit that muscle group again. Because it's a lot. Sense? Yeah, it's, it's very, yes. very in the nervous system because of the, the, the load you're lifting. Yes. So I've learned that because I before in the past, I would push on just to make sure I could complete those four sessions yeah. in those seven days. And I kept getting injuries. And just after, you know, years of playing with the program, I just realized that, you know, I need to extend my recovery time so those weeks are extended sometimes into a week and a half or two weeks it's about listening to your body and how you feel isn't it rather than like the speaking i think i've learned like the last 12 months is just because it's on the program it's on the piece of paper if for whatever reason you feel a bit off or you don't feel right like that's feedback from your body that you need to listen to if that makes sense yes that's correct um yesterday was my last heavy day and my program called for six fifteen on bench press 615 for five reps. Yeah. Um, and I felt a tightness in my pack. So I stopped on the third rep. Usually like in the past, I would push through that and cause an injury, you know, and when, when you're dealing with weights, uh, this magnitude, it's like, um, that's, it could be a, a career ending. Yeah. It could be a career ending. Uh, injury, you know, so I have to be very smart in how I attack these days and, and listen to my body. Actually, like you said, how um, so how would your training split up over the week? Like, if everything was to go as programmed, do you do like chest on Monday? Do you do back on Wednesday, legs separately? How would you split it all up? Yeah, so typically, I'll run you through a, through a week. So typically, um, I don't usually I don't start my my bench days on a Monday. It just depends what day it is that. That I feel fully recovered, and uh, just I—I I know now at this point I know my body and how I feel. So, whatever day it might be—a Monday, it might be a Saturday whenever I start my my, my program of that week. But uh, I'll start out with usually bench. Um, and one thing that I do every day is I incorporate uh, incorporate some type of back variation yeah. every single time that I lift. So, for example, whenever I go in for a bench session, I work up to my top set. Um, then I'll drop down, uh, lower, lower the weights, um, higher the reps, and I'll go into speed bench. Then I'll go into uh, my accessories, and I'll hit maybe some tricep extension, some kind of tricep variation, some type of back variation, another chest variation like cable flies yeah. or floor flies. Um, and, um, I may, um, I may do some type of core, core variation. And you do that all within the, the bench session? Yes, I do that all within the bench session. Sometimes what? it takes me to. Is there any like little nuggets of 
like accessory work that you found particularly have made a big difference to you? Obviously you said obviously where you started from training in the basement with no real idea other than the brute force. Like, is there any particular movements you've added in that have made a big difference and suddenly gave you a big leap forward in strength? Um, well, what are you saying to bench press? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think rows, seated rows, seated rows, barbell rows, um, any type of row. They say for every push movement, you'd have two pull movements. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, that's the nugget is, is the key to having a bigger bench press. Obviously, it's building your back, but targeting your lats. And is that, um, your, a lot of that's obviously the controlling the negative. You can take a lot of the weight with your lats, I guess. Yeah. But will your lats connect to the front side of your chest? Yeah. So um, it's almost like a rubber band. When you're, when you're coming on the negative, you're contracting, you're loading up. So almost like you're storing elasticity. Like and that's point. where, so the biggest problem I, I dealt with was my triceps. My triceps are very, or, or have been so complicated in trying to get them to catch up to the rest of my body. Yeah. Um, the speed would be okay off my chest, but I would always get stuck within the range of the last, you know, three to four inches from lockout. Well, um, of course, I continue to attack, attack my, my triceps, but um, we really started focusing on uh, the lats and building my back, but lats in particular. And once I noticed, once I really started building my lats, the weight was so fast off the chest, there was no need to really worry yeah. about. I mean, like it just, I just powered through it, you know? So that's something that, 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 uh, that's been beneficial for me. And I know that there's contradictions and people say different, but for me, the biggest asset uh, to my bench press is is my back. What um, out of curiosity, what sort of weight would be using? How would you structure your barbell row work or your rowing work? So, like, you're going to do bench first and then rowing. What would you do for that? Like so, uh, so I would go from like I said, I go go and get all my bench work done. Then I would go into um, straight into maybe like some uh, neutral grip seated rows. Yeah, and I basically as far as the weight, um, I'm I'm you know up towards probably about 80 percent, and it's kind of hard to kind of like to base your tricep work off, or not tricep work, but your accessory work off percentages. So I just go pretty much with enough weight to where I can achieve anywhere from twelve to fifteen reps. Yeah. So, but I want it extremely heavy. Like I want to tax the body. I want to tax my muscles. Yeah, I want to force my muscles to grow. Yes. So the problem, the mistake is, is people pick weight that is too light. So yes, they can achieve the sets, they can achieve the reps, but they're doing the same thing over and over again, and they're not placing strain on the muscle. That's the only way the muscle is going to grow is by placing strain on it. So yes, and it, it it sucks. It's hard work, and at times your body aches, and at times it doesn't feel good, but I mean, we're not in it to, you know, feel good. You know, we're in it to, for the results, you know. Yeah, to improve. It's about the progression rather than the pain in the moment. Yeah. Does that make sense what I said, though? About yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So I've, I've heard that a lot before as well in regards to, like, rowing, bringing up your back. Because I remember when I was younger, I had a phase of, like, oh, I see how like, strong I get at bench pressing. I was terrible to be honest with you. It wasn't something I was gifted at. <laughs> it's not really like biomechanically a good movement for me, but um, like I did notice that barbell row did work very well. Um, with your bench work, how would you structure the rep scheme with that? Do you like periodize it? So you start with a phase doing slightly high reps for a while then you drop it down or? Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's So typically it just depends whenever I have a meet, but the way my program is structured is that um, we'll go into a phase where we do like a, a hypertrophic phase where we're doing a lot of reps, a lot of sets. Um, there's been times where I've had to do like 495 for um, uh, 10 reps, five sets, eight sets, Jeez. you know? Um, so a lot of volume roughly between, you know, 70 and 85%. Sometimes you, up or towards the rest period is quite long between those sets. To get your, your strength like, again at this again at this point, I go off field. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, when I'm ready. Um, but typically, 
uh, roughly around three, three to four minutes, you know. Um, but the long, it's back. So some people will say, like, you want to try to, you know, make sure you stick to your rest periods. Well, if you think about it, if I'm competing in bench press, sometimes it might be 20, 25 minutes before I go up for a, a second or third attempt. So there's a long period of time that you're waiting. So whenever I go for my first, so warming up at a meet, at a competition, you go for your first lift. And it, and it just depends how many people is at the meet. But um, to, sometimes it might take, you know, like I said, anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes just to go up for your second attempt. So sometimes in the gym, I have to kind of relate that over to competition and I might wait. Uh, between sets, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just to kind of get acclimated to that, get used Most to that. In um, competitions, try and keep yourself warm between between like sets, if it's that long a wait, like 20 minutes is a long time. Yep, yep. So uh, what I'll do is I'll keep some dumbbells near me. Yeah. Um, and I always keep uh, some type of band, like rubber band. Yeah. Not, not rubber, but keep a your band. Yeah, just to keep my shoulders warm, um, just continuing to stretch um, and, and make sure that, you know, I stay loose and, and warm. But I always, one thing that I do, it doesn't matter where I'm at, if I'm in the middle of, of Houston, you know, um, I will, um, I'll keep a hoodie on. I keep yeah. a lot of clothing on during uh, my meets. Funny you said that. That's the first thing I was thinking, like, if that was me, that's all I do is keep myself, like, wrapped up, super warm. Yeah. Yeah, I always keep a hoodie um, and a t-shirt on, um, even if it's 108 degrees outside. Like I said, down in Texas, I'm like, I make sure that I'll still, you know, keep some clothing on to stay warm. So just small things like that that I never knew before, just that I've learned over the years. Um, and again, I'm no guru at this. I'm just learning. Um, I try to always remain teachable because I want to continue to learn. I want to be the best at what I do. That's why you're improving. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I don't have I don't have a specific um, um, way that I go about things. If there's something that I need to try, then maybe I need to try it and see if it you know works for me or if it fits. You know, so um, I just my whole mindset behind it is always uh, remain teachable. Yeah, open minded. You no, know? open minded, man. I think that's the mistake a lot of people make, particularly when they're younger, is they have too much of an ego that they won't listen to other people and like take other people's advice sometimes. And I think that's what shoots a lot of people down when they don't progress and like achieve their full potential because they're very narrow-minded in their approach. Oh, I agree. I definitely agree. It's, especially when it comes to not trusting uh, your program. Yeah. And you have people in your ear like, no, go ahead and max out. Go ahead and, and, and let's not, people trying to program is, yeah, hype you up, you know, and, 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 uh, unfortunately, you know, you see some people that, that have injuries because of that. Yeah, that's all it takes, particularly with like the, the load you're lifting. One ego lift too far and like, bang, that's that's good night, that's game over. Yep, and, and, and I've, I've done that too. I, um, it wasn't necessarily like an ego lift, but um, I seen a kid that was doing box jumps in the gym. And, uh, you know, throughout high school and, and even still now I'm somewhat athletic, yeah, but I see this kid doing like a, it's like a thirty-six inch box jump. Yeah, I was like, man, I can still do it. I know I still got it. <laughs> what four hundred pounds? Yeah, and um, I made it on top of the box, but the box tipped, and that injury put me out for about six months. Jesus! And at, at that point, I was probably the strongest I've ever been. It was right after I hit my first a uh, seven hundred pound bench. And uh, I I did that a week later, and it set me out, set me back for about six, about six seven months. It set me out like I couldn't. Uh, my shoulder was jacked up. I still I'm still experiencing um, uh, the consequences from uh, that box jump right now. My back's jacked up, my shoulders jacked up, but uh, I mean I, I've recovered, but I, there's still, you know, and that's for me ego being ego lifting or, or around, doing yeah. it. Yeah, doing it for 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 followers or Instagram just to show off, you know, it's just it's not worth it. At That's the end of the day, it's not worth it. Longevity is everything. Obviously, you mentioned in terms of injury. There is there anything you do in terms of prehab or like injury prevention or treatment at the moment just to make sure 
firing correctly and well maintained? Yep. So I go uh, water. So we're talking about water. Drinking. I drink a lot of water. Yeah. That's key. Um, How much water do you drink? But uh, roughly around uh, a gallon, gallon and a half, sometimes upwards towards two gallons per day, but at least a gallon per day. Yes. But also, um, I, I go to, uh, have you ever heard of uh, sensory deprivation? Yeah. So I, I go into, uh, there's times I go and um, float in a sensory deprivation tank. Um, and I also get deep tissue massages. Yeah, I'm a big fan of deep tissue massages. I find it makes so much difference because you, like the thing I noticed, I don't know if you get the same, is that you, when you've had a decent deep tissue massage, you'll get like almost like a dry mouth feeling in your mouth where all the mm-hmm. calcium deposits in the muscles, all the, the crap and toxins get broken down and left in there, gets released into the blood and it just filtering out all the rubbish that's like built up in your system almost. Yeah. Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, that's why you, 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 it's a funny feeling whenever you're done, you know, because of all the toxins. Yes. Yes. You feel really weird. Cause all that stuff that's, that's built up in your muscles is finally broken up and, and, and released. So, um, it's, it's, but it's a great feeling though, you know, and it's helped me, um, stay on my toes and, and, and continue to, uh, you know, aim for this record. When, how long do you reckon you'll be till you, if you got a time scale in mind of when you're going to go for it? Oh yeah, I, I have, uh, I go for the next, my next attempt will be next weekend. Really? Exciting stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, like, to be honest, like, I love being big, I love bench press. Um, I, I've had this goal ever since I've, 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 you know, found out about powerlifting. Um, but I'm to a point to where, you know, I want to do other things. Like, I do want to do strongman. Yeah, it limits and, you other things, I guess. Yeah, it stops me from doing a lot of things because I'm so focused on uh, bench press. So, um, but I'm, I'm getting this record. I'm, I'm going to smash it. It's going down. If, if not Saturday, <laughs> it's going down this year. I'm giving it all I got. It's um, going to happen. Yeah, me and my coach, we have been, you know. Who's your coach? Uh, Josh Bryant. Okay. His at name is Jailhouse Strong. He puts he pumps out a lot of content. Um, very knowledgeable. Um, he's one of the best in the game. He has about I think like seven, seven or eight, six hundred plus pound benchers on his team. Yeah, so, so he's got a impressive team a squad. Yeah, impressive team. Um, so yeah, me and Josh, we've been training. So Do you whenever I'm with him. I have, I, so I'll put it this way, I haven't got to actually train with him, but uh, we communicate on a daily basis. Um, he's the one that does all my programming. Uh, he, um, I mean, he's the one that just helped me, you know, get started off. Between Josh uh, Bryant, my trainer, and uh, my other uh, workout partner, Josh Patterson, those are the two guys that, you know, where, where my foundation started. They were right there. Because I get asked that question a lot. They're like, so why don't you, you ever switch up uh, training methods? And I'm like, you know, this method that I'm doing right now has worked. So yeah, why would I change it, you know? I think that's and, a common mistake. I don't know if you get the same in the powerlifting world, but in fitness, like people in like a weight loss diet, the most common thing is, they want to get results faster, but what they're doing is working. So they want to try something else. But it's like, why change? If it's not broke, don't change it. It's something's fixed. It's worth yeah. Just be patient. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've gotten phone calls from people and actually people who've, who've are, are care, I mean, who, who've broken the bench press record before I've gotten phone calls from them and, and just many people asking me like, why am I still training under Josh? And it's like, why do I need to change whatever I got going on? I'm the strongest I've ever been. Like I'm, 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 it's not like I've been a season where, you know, I've been stagnant, you know, I've, I've all, I've progressed every from day one, you know? So it's a big, um, big, uh, big fan. Yeah. The, uh, the proofs in the pudding, as it were. So like, if you look at your results, you rank number one, highest, strongest bench press in the world. Like you are, whatever you're doing is obviously working. Yeah. Well, that's the problem, man, with, with social media and, 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 and this fitness industry is everybody's a coach. Everybody has the secret. 
you know, and, you know, and the reality you is most talk. things that people are looking for a secret. There isn't a secret for most of these things here. Most of the answers yeah. here are so basic that people don't want to listen to them. It's hard work. Yeah. And consistency. I, I know you do. So for example, you, I know you do programming. Yeah. And I guarantee you it's the same for you as me. Whenever you're, whenever somebody inquires to you about a program and you ask them like, uh, what program are you following or have you ever followed a program? Most people say, I don't follow one. I haven't. I've never followed one. And it's like, you know, in order for you to get stronger, you're going to, how do you track or gauge whether you are getting stronger or not, or whether you're straining your muscles or not? Because there's not, there's nothing to document or to say uh, six weeks ago, I was at this point and now I'm at this point. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If you you can't quantify, quantify something, you can't control it. So yes. So it's the same taking progress photos. If you want to lose weight, like, people hate doing it at the start, but then how do you know in six weeks, if you look any better than you did six weeks, the previous six weeks, if you didn't exactly fight from where you first started. Yep, exactly. So that's kind of the, the, the you know, the theme of everything, but like the programs that I, that I, that I am doing is, is, um, it's just basic. It's a progressive overload, uh, um, just periodization, just going through phases where, um, you go through the speed phase, uh, or the hop, uh, a hypotrophy phase and then you go into the speed phase and then strength phase and then you know we're close to peaking but people everybody wants to cheat or find out try to find some secret the magic so, you know yeah some magic or you know, like you said it's, it's hard work and consistency yes. that's it man it's the same with business and pretty much any every any other aspect of life it's those like the biggest thing i'm a big fan of is like the, the biggest variable you can control is your work ethic and yep. you want to be better than everyone else if you work harder than them then chances are you probably beat them yeah I, I mean that's what it is that's why only one percent succeed indeed indeed very much so so, so with your rest of your training program out just obviously so if you, you're going to do your uh, bench work on the, on the start of the week would you how do you split the rest of the body part the body up would you just do like a lower body day or uh yeah so um Typically, whenever I go do legs, uh, I, like, again, I hit some type of back variation. Yeah. I'll do like some squats and some accessories for squats. Um, and uh, again, like I said, uh, some type of back variation. And then, What would you use as an accessory movement for squats, out of curiosity? Um, we got leg extensions. Um, you got leg curls. Um, I'll get on the, the, the – um, Leg press machine, do single single leg uh, leg presses. Uh, there's a paw. I mean, I can do paw squats. I mean, there's some. I'm not gonna say box jumps. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll stay away from 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 boxes. But there's you know, and, and this is the crazy thing. Like, there's so much information out there on the internet for for people to be able to create their own programs, or or people to be able to learn you know how to be fluent in your movements. It's just crazy, but that's that's what's worked for me. Um, is 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 uh, just going in, you know, day after day, and, and you know, there's days I might, to be honest, there's days I might go in thinking I'm going to do legs, but I'm like, no, nah, I think I'm going to do back. But as long as I complete that workout, you know, take the uh, you know, yes. No, that's good. That's sort of sort of what I was expecting. To be fair, I still remember um, when I turned up at Westside Barbell, I was very confused when they had no leg extension machine. I didn't quite know what to do with myself when we were going to train legs. So that was, that was an interesting one. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, West side, they're, they're very different the way they train. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really go into all that because I, I'm, I'm sticking to what program I'm used to and what yeah. is beneficial for me, you know? So, yeah, but, exactly. if it works for you, that's obviously the plan to go. Yes. With, with them. So obviously the big we covered obviously the big aspects in terms of training, obviously your tips with that. With your diet, what what do you do? Did that change drastically when you started training properly? I mean, of course I gotta fuel my body. So roughly anywhere from forty five to sixty five hundred calories um a day. And, and is that is that a struggle for you at four hundred plus? Uh, yeah, at times because I have to force myself to eat. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a see like people think that um, I'm a guy that goes to buffets every day, <laughs> slams cheeseburgers and all that. No, if I, if I did that, I'd probably, I'd be on the verge of a heart attack. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be able to do some of the stuff that I do. 
And that, that puts but, a lot uh, of inflammation in your body as well, eating junk food like that. Yeah, definitely. Don't get me wrong. Like, I eat, like, I'm, I'm huge on eating cereal. I love cereal. When I can't, when I don't feel like eating, uh, cereal is my go-to. What's your favorite cereal? Um, I like uh, Captain Crunch. Good shot. We don't get that. Yes. Y'all don't? No, no, we can't get that. You have to get it imported from the US and it costs about a million pounds a box. So it's, it's, well, I need to send you some, bro. I'm going to send yeah, you some I'll send Captain you Crunch, bro. Send you yeah, back. send me your address. I'll get you some Captain Crunch over, bro. <laughs> you would appreciate that. Um, but uh, so I do have a uh, uh, a thing. I got a meal prep lady. She preps all my meals for me. But uh, just grilled chicken, rice, you know, get my veggies in. Um, I'm not saying I don't eat fast food sometimes because I do. Uh, but there's what's, really what's no... favorite fast food? I, I'm not going to say one. I'm trying to guess. Of course, cheeseburgers. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna go. I was gonna thought it might be like fried chicken or something. No, I mean, not no, not really. Why would you say fried chicken? I was just gonna. I was just guessing. That's I don't. Know, I just thought it's stereotypically like American thing. But for me, like yeah, I nah. cheeseburgers all day long. Fried chicken is horrible. It's horrible. Fried. Ch- I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like fried chicken, but my go-to is like you know a cheeseburger. A nice double cheeseburger with extra cheese. Wait, where's the best cheeseburger um, in the U.S.? Um, okay, there's multiple. So we got, <laughs> the for me, the best place that I would tell you, like, you have to eat at this cheeseburger place is uh, In-N-Out. Yeah, everyone says that. I've never tried it. In-N-Out, and then you got you got uh, Five Guys. Yeah, yeah we have Five Guys in the U.K. That's banging to be fair. That's good. Yeah, Five Guys, and you got Whataburger. Yeah, I've not tried that one. So Whataburger is pretty, pretty good. But uh, I like to eat a lot of like uh, hibachi too, hibachi grill. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, typically that's my go-to just about, you know, when I'm, when I'm uh, in a season where I'm not, I'm, I don't like, I'm not eating, you know, my prepped food. Um, I like going and getting like chicken hibachi with rice and vegetables. What's, um, is, out of curiosity, a couple other questions regards to your diet. What's your average go-to breakfast look like? And do you use any other supplements in terms of like protein supplements, carbs or anything like that? Yeah, so typically I'll eat uh, five eggs, you know, three pieces of bacon, uh, some wheat toast, then go into, uh, you know, some type of fruit. Yeah. Uh, a little after, I don't eat it with, but a little after I eat some fruit, then I'll go in and drink a maybe about a 80 to 90 gram protein shake. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, lunch, then I'll get a snack and then protein again. And then, you know, another snack and then, uh, dinner. What, what would you have for, for your snacks? Um, it just depends like, uh, a protein bar or, um, sometimes cereal. Um, it just depends how I feel, you know, <laughs> it's a man. For I'm not, yeah, I'm not really, uh, counting calories necessarily. Um, but again, I'm not just going and gorge and like gorging and eating all like cra- crazy amounts of food and stuff. So kind of know my limits now, you know, used to, I would, uh, I would be like, you know, just an emotional it. eater. Yeah. Just eating everything. But that's, I guess that's where your mindset now is so much stronger than it used to be. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So that's a, that's a accolade to you in that self. And obviously, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you're part of the Tough Fats team. So, in terms of like training support, what do you what do you use? How do you use it? Is there anything particularly you'd recommend for improving your bench? Yeah. So, uh, typically, off like a must have is wrist wraps. Period. Yeah, it's a must have. I agree. You gotta have wrist wraps for support and just overall safety. Um, my I remember at one point before I was with Tough Wraps, I would always train with. Uh, with no wrist wraps and my wrists, my wrists would ache. It just feels so, I mean, uh, to the point to where I'm like, like man, it's just thick ones, I presume. Uh, yeah. I like the shorter ones though. Uh, okay, the shorter yeah. ones give a, give a little more stretch to them. Yeah. Um, I think they're the 16s maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ones I use. Um, but it's all by preference to each its own, but I, I like the shorter wrist wraps because I'm able to stretch them a little more and get them. Uh, I, I like them to fit. I want a little bit of flexibility. Um, to to my wrist straps, but I still want the tightness and support. Okay. Yeah. But um, so whenever I'm in 
when I'm in season, like I'm training, like uh, like I'm getting ready to go through peak phase. Um, I, I prefer not to use uh, elbow sleeves. Yeah. Um, because I don't care what anybody says. Elbow sleeves do give you a, a little more leverage over compared to, to same to, same as using knee wraps and knee sleeves. Yeah, you yeah. Give, they bring out the at the bottom of the movement. Yes. So t- sometimes on the day, like on my meet on meet day, I might uh, put my elbow sleeves on um, just to keep my elbows warm. But for the most part, I only train with elbow sleeves when I'm out of season or at the beginning of my season because I, I want I want to be kind of accurate on. Uh, what weight to gauge that, that, you know, my projected max. So, um, or, you know, does that make sense? Like I want to make sure you don't know where you're at and you want that. It's like we were talking about earlier, you want that consistency with variables you control. So if, you, if you're not going to use that when you're doing the meet or you're not going to use that all the time, then you wouldn't, you shouldn't really be using it because it's not, con- not consistent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, definitely the uh, the wrist wraps, um, elbow sleeves, knee sleeves when I'm training, legs. Those are those are a must. Um, um, unless I forget my gym bag or something like that. But for the most part, um, you got the wrist wraps are are, are are must. You have to have the wrist wraps. But the elbow sleeves and knee sleeves are great for for support of the joints and, and to keep your um, you know your, your elbows warm and knees warm. And just for support, period. Yeah, I just don't get any pain or like they feel a bit off. I might put them on, just put a bit more compression and like support yep. joint. But generally, I try not to use them other than that. So, like for tendonitis, especially for tendonitis, like they're they are they work wonders whenever you have whenever you get tendonitis in the elbows and things like that. Uh, put on some elbow sleeves. I'm able to complete whatever I need to complete that's set in my program that day. You know, so. Definitely beneficial. So if somebody's had any kind of pre-existing injuries or if they're, you know, having trouble with their elbows, um, I would suggest getting you some elbow sleeves. And even if you want a little edge on your bench, um, I would say get you some elbow sleeves. Agree. And I also think a lot of people who have shoulder pain should also try wrist wraps or elbow sleeves because a lot of the problems from the wrist and the elbow actually are, are traveling down and causing problems in people's shoulders where they're overcomp- overcompensating. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think they've got a shoulder issue and it's actually sometimes the wrist or the elbow which is leading on into the shoulder. That's, a, that's funny you say that. Um, I'm no doctor by any means or, or anything like yeah, that. <laughs> so that's, that's my <laughs> anecdotal experience. Yeah, from experience, whenever I have tendonitis in my elbows, um, and I, and I previously had a, a injury from iron, uh, from CT Fletcher's Iron Wars a couple months back. But the, uh, whenever I noticed, whenever I put my wrist straps on tighter, that it took the, ten, the 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 it took the the pressure off of my elbow. Yeah, and it allowed me to complete my sets, like especially like tricep extensions, because I went like a month where I couldn't even do a tricep extension. So um, putting my wrist straps on tighter. Um, allowed me to, uh, you know, continue on and complete my workouts. Yeah, it gave you more support in that respect. Mm, I guess it just uh, what it did was pulled pulled the muscle or pulled the joint away from where it was. I, I don't know. Like I said, I just know that it worked. I know that, that uh, it, it definitely helped doing that. And that's that's, so that's what you're off is whatever fixes the problem. Yes. So cool. whether it, it Pull the joint off the elbow or what or whatever was bound it it helped release uh, I don't know but I just know it worked did the job well I think we'll start to wrap that up there then Julius so in terms of uh, wrapping this up what would be your number one tip for anyone who's looking to improve their bench press or get into powerlifting I think it's all about mindset embrace the bad days um, you're going to have bad days in the gym what were you just uh, going to strong I'm sorry well, where you just don't feel strong? Yeah, where you just don't get lifts that you that you expected to get. Um, where, where um, you know, you just have overall bad days, you know. Um, you could get an injury and that could deter you from um, continuing to press through and, and, and overcome the next obstacle. So just, just have, like, your mental focus needs to be on point day in and day out. And, and like I said, embrace the bad days. Um, uh, 
You know, there's the, again, there's going to be times where you don't feel like going to the gym. You have to push yourself to push go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So it, everything always uh, points back to mindset. Yeah. And that's know, why I always um, say it's not about being motivated, it's being disciplined because motivation will come and go. But if you're disciplined, you just get it done no matter how you feel. Yes. And, and it turns out most people that have those days end up having, you know, a great workout. It's just you have to push through that and overcome that obstacle that day, whatever it may be. Um, and another another thing is is uh, listen to your body. Yeah, we were, yeah we were, you know yeah we talked about that earlier, but that that's that's key, man. Is just listen to your body, and and so if you if you have a, a something that you something's just not feeling right, um, tone it down. It's not always you don't always have to go heavy all the time. No, you know? go by feel. So yeah, just go by feel, man, and. And take your rest days, you know. Make sure you get the proper amount of rest. Plenty, you know. plenty of rest, plenty of water, decent food. Correct, correct. And, and other uh, than that, man, I'm pretty sure we covered, we covered just about everything. <laughs> and so anyone who obviously wants to get in touch with you for any help with their bench press programming, how do they find your social media, Judas? Um, so you can look me up on uh, Instagram, and it's my name is... Um, Irregular underscore strength. Cool. And I'll, I'll pop that in the uh, description for the podcast as well so everyone else can find you in that. Awesome, man. I appreciate everything, man. I'm honored cool, you dude. brought me on here today. So Absolute pleasure. I'm going to get you that box. <laughs> yeah, mate, genuinely, I'll send you my address. I, awesome, actually, funnily awesome. enough, I put something on uh, my story yesterday about Pop-Tarts and I had uh, a few people from the US who were trying to send me boxes of Pop-Tarts. Pop, sorry, Pop-Tarts was quite amusing. So, um yeah, no, 100%. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. And uh, I'm sure everyone will take away a lot of like knowledge bombs from this and how to build out the bench press. So, And good luck for the competition next weekend. Uh, I'm sure you'll smash it. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. So, awesome. So, pleasure to have you on. And everyone check out Julius if you don't already.